Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday. But if you're watching live on YouTube, happy Tuesday. And you are listening to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this week's show... In honor of the holidays, it's a little cheesy, but I think it's necessary. Me and my co-host here, we are going to do the Dynasty Resolutions that we're going to have for 2021. But who is that mystery co-host? It's not a mystery. He's here with me each and every week. He is the man of the hour. He is the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's up, man? How was your holiday? How was Christmas? Listen, it was all good. Anytime... I don't got to worry about school. I barely got to worry about work. I get to watch championship fantasy level football. Always a good time. And listen, we, we've been doing our rookies for about the last month or so. So we're already getting into it. But now everybody's hype is getting into it. So I'm excited, man. Listen, we're a dynasty show. This is what we do. This is this is our season. This is this is where you win your championships. Let's let's not putz around. And talk about redraft strategies and picking guys up and dropping guys. You know who won you your league? Josh Allen. You know where you got Josh Allen most likely? You drafted him. Because if you if you traded for him, you probably paid too much. And your team probably isn't good enough to win because you paid too damn much. When you draft him, that's when you win with him. This is our wheelhouse, big boy. Hey, man, I, I got to play a little something for everybody who won th- those championships. You know, it's my man, the Macho Man. He says that you are styling out there like a champion today. And, man, w- what a good time of the year. We're, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. want to keep the intro short. W- what we have uh, in the rearview mirror, now normally we do Mock Drafts Monday. My guest fell through at the very last minute. I didn't think you guys wanted 45 minutes of me drafting against myself. It wouldn't have made for very good strategery. I know all my own moves. I'll try to make that up to you guys on Friday, get you some sort of a mock draft. I've got a neat little topic. And then what's in the uh, on the, the horizon? Normally, we do the big bet on Wednesday evening for a Thursday podcast. So because Dr. Kyle is traveling for his doctor job, we are going to do the people's uh, big bet podcast. We're going to do that. We're going to do it Thursday morning. And we'll have it out by Thursday by lunch. So you'll still have it Thursday for your gambling needs uh, here at the Dynasty War Zones, the big bet. Uh, just a little wonky this week with everyone's travel and, and holiday schedule. And man, Jerry, uh, you got anything big coming up? Uh, anything you're doing New Year's Eve before we get into some of these resolutions? Hell no. Hell no. You know what I'm going to try and do? I'm going to try and save some of my Dynasty teams. Trades just opened back up for all the ones that were locked down, which means I got work to do. There's always work to be done. Hey, uh, I, I, now I know we were on one league together. You you mentioned you mentioned Josh Allen, and uh, you took a bad beat. You uh, you took a pretty a pretty bad beat. Do you want to go over uh, how your season came out? Championships, anything like that, real quick before we get into these New Year's resolutions? Uh, I think I got either two or three, but the one you're mentioning is the league that I roped you into an orphan. Which hey, I think you've done a good job in that one. Uh, that was a disaster. But it was a league that I implemented the first startup draft strategy that I like to use, where I like to trade back the first year. I usually punt the first year. I like to trade back and I like to accumulate tons of first round picks. 
And then I, I like to blow up from there. I take wide receivers, I take quarterbacks, and then I just sort of work my way through until the second year where I really try and win the title. Uh, I made it to the championship. I ran into Josh Allen, uh, swags of the rookie fever. He's a fellow Michigan guy. Got a good team. I think he finished third or fourth he, in Scott Fishbowl. Did really good. Uh, good year for him. So yeah, he beat me out. That I mean, that'll happen. I mean, sometimes you run into a buzzsaw. Like, you know, poor Bozak in the Warzone Listener League, one of my championships. I had Alvin Kamara. I had Devontae Adams. And I had Stefan Diggs. So if you have 130 points from three players, you know, so sometimes luck happens in this game and you just can't overcome it. Unfortunately for me, I was lucky enough to have all three of those guys. Yeah, I may I mean I had three games of consequence this past week. I had a Patreon three, which I I came up on the short end of the stick to Andy Robinson. He got me, dude. You talk about a mega team. He had digs and come on, like and it sucks when you're watching that very first game of the week. Normally it's the Thursday night game, but in this case it was the Friday afternoon game. And I, 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 every, no, I was trying, trying is the key word. I was trying to work out in my garage dur- during that game. And every time I, I saw Alvin Kamara score a touchdown, I just kept hearing DJ Khaled in my head, another one and another one. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, I did get very fortunate. I went back to back in trade attic seven. I've been a little, I've been a little insufferable in that league because it is full of a lot of, dynasty podcast and youtube channel you know, big players you know you got russ dynasty outhouse does and speaking of russ man dynasty outhouse does a hell of a job commissioning the dynasty uh trade addicts leagues it's a lot of fun you got tyler gunther in there you got riley burmaster of the d uh, the dtc you got jp hurley you got a lot of great players and i won the inaugural and i won the second year championship so like i said i've been a little insufferable i traded for devonte adams i sent i sent terry mclaren it's a tight end premium 1.75 tight end premium so i sent terry mclaren cole Komet, and what will be the 202 for devonte adams didn't even need him cuz i also had calvin ridley stefan diggs josh allen and I feel bad for my boy, the uh, the Dynasty Pastor, at DHH underscore Clint. Uh, an amazing dude. Two years in a row, he has been the Buffalo Bills to my Dallas Cowboys. And it, it's been rough. He's an, he's an amazing dude with an amazing team. Uh, just came up against the wrong team at the wrong time. So uh, that felt good. Uh, one league, I really wanted to win the 1.13 in the consolation bracket. Had some injury issues, and, and my team started to get healthy at just the right time. And I, I do like those 1.13. And again, speaking of great commissioners, JD, our buddy over at the GOAT District, he also runs a hell of a set of leagues. So um, all in all, man, I could not be more impressed with the uh, the way everything went this year. Everybody handled it with such grace. And people say, uh, are you going to join more leagues? So I'll start with you, Jerry. Are you going to join more dynasties in 2021? Or maybe that's one of your uh, resolutions. I am almost certainly going to join leagues, but they're only going to be Patreon leagues. So if you want to play with the man of the hour and the man with the power, you are going to have to join the Patreon because actually today, and listen, there is no shame in stepping back from any leagues. Uh, I stepped back from one today. I know I shared it with your team. Um, you know, it, our Patreon is a growing group of guys and girls that are just awesome. Speaking of the girls, Whitney won, Debbie won. Props to her for kicking all of our asses. You know, before uh, I'm going to cut you off, I'm going to give you a minute to think through your thought because I want to give a shout out to Whitney. She kicked my ass from the minute. You, I was like a little kid. Jerry was like mom or dad, and I was the little kid. And every time we did the draft, Whitney would take one of my favorite players. I mean, just a litany of my favorite players. And I just so badly wanted to go, Jerry, tell Whitney to stop taking all my players. And then I still wound up with a great team. We did the 13 regular season weeks, and we also played against the league average every week. And I finished 21 and 21 and three. Does that sound right? I was, I was a really yeah. good team. Really good team. And she was kind of in the middle. It didn't matter. She she went up against me after my bye week and and she beat me silly, and then she went on to uh, take the ship. So I just want to give a little tip of my Yeti ball cap to my homie Whitney for uh, you know beating my ass from stem to stern. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. 
No, you're good. And listen, if you want to if you want to beat Randy's ass from stem to stern, I'm sure you just join a Patreon league. We will be adding, I don't know, the way those degenerates want to add leagues, Randy. Yeah, we might get up to 20 by this time next year for all I know. So well, I'm going to be doing that. And listen, it, it, all leagues are fun. I just like doing this. I like drafting. I like trading. I like playing. This is a fun game. That's why we sit here and talk about it every week because it's a kick-ass time all the time. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and make this our normal commercial spot for the the Patreon. You know, it feels so good. I have got I've got my list right here, my notepad. I have got four more people out of all of our patron leagues to make sure they get their money. They've all got their DM. They all know that they have money coming. But I, I you know, it feels really good. It, it makes people feel like their business is appreciated, and that's what we do at the Dynasty War Zone. Um, the amount of DMs that I've gotten today from our patrons saying, hey, I won this league or I won this league and I won this league. And, and you know, it was thanks to some of the advice you gave us and, and the Patreon group chat. It just makes you swell up, man. It makes you feel proud that we've created a community of dynasty gamers that are ripping and wreaking havoc in, in their home league. So if that's something that interests you, I know we're in the off season. Uh, we're going to try to do some stuff different with the Patreon, but I do a bonus podcast every week. It drops on Tuesday evening. Uh, we do custom one-on-ones all throughout the season. Uh, the group chat in and of itself is worth the the price of admission. And then all the fun. Everybody wants to get into new leagues. Everybody wants to get into a league where their money is safe and they get paid out in a timely fashion. We have got all of that and more for you over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone if you have any questions about it and you're not sure you can dm me uh, on twitter at dwz memphis and just, just ask me some questions or you can email the show dynasty at gmail.com i'll get back with you as soon as possible jerry i see you shaking your head before we get into any new year's resolutions uh, what do you got about the patreon listen it's it's fun i i, I don't know what else to to sell to people we've been talking about it and it's not just because it's our Patreon. Like, I do it because it is such a fun time. From the time I wake up until the time I go to bed, they are extremely active leagues, especially if you are in a league with our our uh, our graphics guru at Maddie Big Chest. The dude will send you 64 trades every single day in every league that you are in. He's a good player, too. He won... He chopped both of our Debbie leagues. Good guy. Very active. There's tons of guys like that. Um, Diddy, friend of ours, Matt Dent, he 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 won a Debbie league, and he's, you know, a good good guys all around. JC, all of them. Everybody uh, that is in that Patreon chat, they are fantastic. They trade a ton, and they will, you know, for lack of a better phrase, Randy, they'll talk some shit. So you're going to want to beat them. You're going to want to beat them. Because you want to talk shit back to them. It, it, it's it's a fun group of people. So that that's our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Just a bunch of hardcore Dynasty gamers in there having fun, mixing it up. And the beatings you take in that group chat more than pay off in, uh, in, in your other leagues outside of the patron. Because we all kind of share a similar ideology and philosophy as it relates to the game of Dynasty. So it's a little bit tough to work each other over, but man, if, if you make it out of there alive, you you tend to do well in your home league. No reviews to read, to read this week, but we are six away from 200, and man, that is certainly a goal. So if you've got a spare minute, maybe you're on holiday, maybe you're taking a break, man, hit pause on this podcast and go over and leave us a five-star. That is the fastest way to help us grow. Maybe you're not in a position to join the Patreon. Maybe, if you're watching on YouTube, you're not in a position to get a sweet, sweet Dynasty Warzone cap like my man Jerry's wearing uh, proudly. I'm wearing a shitty Yeti hat. He's got this beautiful Dynasty Warzone cap on. Maybe that's not you know how you can support us right now. And gang, that's totally cool. Um, we're just We're just thankful that you're listening. But to help other people find us, Please leave us that review because that takes us to the higher of the Dynasty uh, search function on Apple, on Spotify. So that's how we grow. That's how you help us. So, Jerry, we did talk Dynasty in the intro. We're about, we're a little long in, but I, I want to know about one of your New Year's resolutions. What is one I, of your Dynasty New Year's resolutions, something that you've done in 2020 or in the past that you are not carrying forward into this new year? 
I think 2020 was just a, a continuation of a mistake that I have made pretty much the entire time I've played this game. I am not going to overreact to where people land in a rookie draft. I am not going to overreact to a position of need in a rookie draft. I am just going to take a talent. And I know in theory, I've probably said this at some point, and yet every single time I'm on that clock and I look at my roster and I look at the people there and I go, well, this guy's pretty good, but I really need this. And I think this is going to get me over the top. And then I get there and I draft that person and that person is Rashad Penny and I'm standing there pissing on my shoes and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to take full advantage of that. Um, Another big thing in that situation is quarterbacks, Randy. I know you're a person that does not have this problem because you love to take those unpopular quarterbacks that give you tons of value. I'm done with this this second tier of running backs at the end of the first and the beginning of the second. If quarterbacks are slipping, I'm taking quarterbacks and I'm just going to sit pretty with it because there's too many Royce Freemans and there's too many Keyshawn Vaughns who, you know, they're fine stashes for whatever you need. But in that same spot, I could have had Justin Herbert or I could have had Josh Allen or I could have had Daniel Jones. and And I would have an asset that is actually helping me win. It's these second tier of running backs that are just uh, it, it, you're just you're pissing value down the drain, and it's just a bad idea. So that's that is one thing that I just I have to stop. I'm just going to go with talent. You know, luckily DeAndre Swift was a Detroit Lion, so I I still took him even though he landed as a Detroit Lion, and the narrative was sort of he was behind Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and he was behind Jonathan Taylor, even though he was coming in as a Dynasty 101 almost consensus. But then he became a Lion, so I went, okay, I'm still going to take this dude because I play in leagues with lots of Detroit Lions fans, Maddie, looking at you, who will pay a shitload for him. Uh, I need to do that with everybody because there are so many situations. And and A.J. Brown is another situation where he lands on the Tennessee Titans, and Randy, what did I do? I didn't want a damn thing to do with him because Corey Davis. And what did I do? I missed out on that opportunity, and I took guys that it didn't matter. Take talent. Stop worrying about situation. Stop worrying about any of that bullshit. And don't let people convince you last second. Do not pivot last second. Randy has been talking about this for the last two months. And it's the same thing over and over where DeAndre Swift is the 101. He's the 101. He's the 101. And then Jonathan Taylor runs a 4-3-40 at the combine when you fucking knew he was going to run extremely fast. And we counted it twice. And then they're going to take him over that. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to get drafted in the first round. He's going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's the single greatest landing spot that anyone could ever imagine. And he's sort of disappointed. He's been good. Don't get me wrong. But for what we thought, we thought that man was going to be Kareem Hunt. And he was going to win us championships. And it was going to be the single greatest fucking thing to ever happen to anybody ever. Don't pivot at the end. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that a little bit, and um, as you relate to talent, you know, you mentioned Justin Herbert. You know, there were guys in Superflex startups, or not startups, excuse me, Superflex rookie draft this spring that we passed over guys like Justin Herbert. Excuse me, well, we passed over Justin Herbert for players like uh, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, who's been fantastic, by the way, um, and, and other you know wide receivers of that position. I got news for you. It, it as good as those guys are, especially Justin Jefferson. There's going to be more of them in this year's draft. Did you hear the rookie five question game with Nick Whalen? We're talking Jamar Chase. We're talking Rondale Moore. We're talking Devonta Smith. We're talking Jalen Waddle, and so many more. As my good friend Izzy Elkafas of the DTC always says, there is never cheaper time to acquire quarterbacks than in your drafts. Whether that be a rookie draft or whether that be your startup draft, that is your cheapest time in Dynasty to acquire a quarterback in Superflex. So yes, Jerry, I echo those sentiments. My first one this year, I'm going to do a, you know what, let's do a quarterback one uh, to tie into yours. Uh, And I listen to a lot of podcasts, and if I am stepping on anyone's proprietary thought, Please let me know because I don't ever want to be that guy. That's why I continue to give guys like Izzy, Nick Whalen, anytime I share a concept they have taught me, 
I want to make sure that I cite that as a footnote here on the show. I have not heard anyone do it. So as it relates to Superflex, whether that be a rebuild, a current team, startup, we did this on last week's mock draft with the whole Dynasty Warzone crew. We went quarterback heavy because I was doing some research for our Patreon podcast this morning. And man, if you don't have one of those top six to eight quarterbacks, you're in deep shit. And I would challenge anyone who's listening to this that plays in Superflex, look at the championship rosters on your team. I bet you, I just bet you, you see a lot of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson maybe didn't help you win the ship, but he damn sure got you there. Um, D- uh, Deshaun Watson. And I, I know I'm missing someone. I don't have the, the list pulled up. But, you know, I want one of those six to seven quarterbacks. I've got to have a stud. I've got to have the guy that in your basic ESPN scoring, that's one point per 25 yards of passing yardage and then four points per passing touchdown, that in that format, they're giving you between 23 and a half and 25 points a game. That is a gosh darned cheat code. I mean, it, it is it a tremendous advantage. And then once I have that, then I'm going to go with like a bullpen. Jerry, you a baseball fan? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so in baseball, you have your starting pitcher. See, that's going to be my quarterback one. My quarterback one's my ace. That's the guy that that you know you can go to each and every time. And then I'm going to have a bullpen of of QB2s. You know, in the past, I felt like I was doing okay if I had Baker Mayfield or really Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. You know, none of those guys are great in and of themselves. But those guys are really good in situational matchups. Do you want Kirk Cousins against the Detroit Lions? Sorry, Jerry, you're damn right you do. But do you want Kirk Cousins against the, I don't know, against the L.A. Rams? No, you do not. Do you want the Kirk Cousins that played against the Indianapolis Colts? No, you do not. But if you have that bullpen of QBs beyond your stud, so you got your Deshaun Watson and you know, you, you've you've got Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield as maybe your other two, or Jared Goff and Derek Carr. You're just looking for matchups. All right, this is a better Goff matchup. I'm going to play him this week. To just have that two and then like a third quarterback that you only play situationally, like maybe Alex Smith, those days for me are over. Those days for me are over. I am no longer going to be in a position to where I'm, you know, pivot. I'm, I'm pinned down to a Jared Goff, and I love Jared Goff. Uh, I said some not-so-nice things about Jared Goff today and what I think the future could hold there on the Patreon podcast, but I'm not going to be beholden to Jared, to Jared Goff as my QB2 anymore. I bet you that you don't have a lot of teams in your leagues where the winning team had both Matt Stafford. And, well, Matt Stafford's a bad example because he got hurt, but you, you probably don't have a lot of championship rosters where you had Matt Ryan and Jared Goff as your QBs 1 and 2. You probably didn't get the money. It, 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 I'm, I'm speculating. You could have had Stephon Diggs and Kare- uh, uh, Alvin Kamara and Devontae Adams, but that would have been few and far between. So for me, in a Superflex Jerry, I want to build my QB room or whatever you want to call it. I want to build that around one one of the big five to six studs, and then I just want to have a couple of two or three guys I can play matchups every week. Very, very redraft, um, you know, that uh, that that – you know, play the hot hand approach. What do you think about that? No, I think we need to talk about this a little bit more because this sort of builds upon the fact that we need to draft quarterbacks earlier in super flex leagues. We cannot have them slipping into the second round. And I think this is a prime example of it because there's a bunch of those unsexy Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, all, all of those QB two types. We need to just keep throwing darts. If you have one, like the, like the guys that you want, these stable monsters that you're seeing on every championship also uh i what'd you say matt ryan and jared goff championship there is not a damn person out there that's got those as their starting like i said if if you do at me because i please because i don't believe it screenshot save lives because if you had those two as your qb one and two in a super flex you had to have had some combination of Diggs, adams and kamara with kelsey and yeah you, you 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 had to have because more often than not, I mean, Kyler had a pretty good game this week. Not great, but okay. Um, Jer- Josh Allen speaks for himself. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had an off game. Uh, Deshaun Watson did okay. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to go down with, with the big name QBs, and I, and I think this speaks to, and this also came from conversation and our mock draft last week. We were all very QB heavy, and I know a lot of other dynasty voices in the podcast and YouTube space. They will talk running back, running back, running back, and and I get that, and I I might take a running back if I'm not sure of the league's future. If it feels like a redraft with a like a redraft league with that does rookies as well, th- right. th- and I don't know this group of guys, th- then maybe I'm going to build differently. But like our Patreon leagues, when we start doing startups in February, we know these people. They're going to be with us for the long haul, so I can build my rosters for the long haul. So I'm going to build around QB. I agree with you, Jerry. And I, and that's why I mentioned it earlier that my favorite strategy is to trade back and acquire wide receivers and quarterbacks because they last. I, I, also, I'm pretty open about my hatred of most running backs in dynasty leagues, but I think that's why we need to just keep piling on quarterbacks. And the problem is, is this offseason, is people are going to tell you that this quarterback class is great. This is one of the deep ones, and they're not lying about it. But when it gets down to the nitty-gritty of the rookie drafts, it's going to be the running backs that get the hype. It's always the running back that gets the hype. You're going to get Jarrett Patterson is going to sneak into the first round, or you know, Chuba Hubbard's going to be there, Kenneth Gainwell's going to be there, and all of these guys are going to be there. Except for most of the time, those are the Royce Freemans of the world. Maybe you get lucky and it's a James Conner who's, you know, good once every four years. But it's the quarterbacks that are going to continuously help you win. The Josh Allens, who's winning you a fucking championship this year. And he was what, Randy? He was he was the the ugly, unwanted quarterback that people didn't want in that class. He was he was lumbering and he went to Wyoming and he played against bad talent. And nobody wanted him. And now look at this man. He, he got you money. He got you a trophy. He got you respect. As I was watching the broadcast of Monday Night Football last night, I heard Lewis Riddick say he was a zero-star recruit coming out of high school. He only had two offers coming out of uh, junior college when he went to Wyoming. And then to go top two. He, no, no. The, here's the whole thing. And, and Jerry, I promise you I'm going to let you get to your next your next resolution, but don't let Josh Allen fool you. Josh Allen is the exception. He is not the rule. For every Josh yeah, Allen, there, there, there's a Blaine Gabbert. There is a Blake Bortles. There is a Marcus Mariota. So don't think that just because you See, go hold there. Hold on, hold on. Marcus Mariota was a first-tier guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, like shit can happen no matter what. So take quarterbacks when you can. Just, I mean, if I, I was hyping up a uh, guy that just got cut. Why can't I think of his name? Ohio State. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Yeah, Dwayne Carmelo Haskins. Anthony Haskins. I mean, this guy was, you know, 103. I think that was the Saquon draft. Maybe that was the year after. But it, it, a top three pick. Marcus Mariota, same thing. Jameis Winston, same thing. You know, even the early guys can fail. So let's not get super excited about everything. But we need to continuously take quarterbacks because when you hit that one, you get that one for eight years, nine years, 15 years, depending. If you hit a running back, you get that running back for three years, maybe four. How many guys are 26 years old right now? And you're looking at the names and you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's a guy I want to build around. There's not many running backs like that. Right. And, and here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if you watched the Atlanta KC game on Sunday, but – our, our man Todd Gurley is done. He yeah. is he is moon dust. And if you go back to startups in 2018, he was a top three pick. He was a top three startup pick. Here's the thing. If you built your roster this year in a startup around Christian McCaffrey, you may have still gotten into the playoffs because you're a good dynasty GM. Congratulations. Tip of the cap to you. But that doesn't mean that you can consistently do that. They're not even going to play him. Joe Mixon. So many of these guys, and, and sure, some quarterbacks got injured. Dak, you know, we lost Dak for the season. And, and quarterbacks missed games. We're going to be missing our boy Jared Goff this weekend with a with a broken well, let's, thumb. Let's, let's talk about Dak. Are you worried that Dak's not going to play in the league in the next couple of years? Because I sure as hell am not. If that was a running back, conversely, you're damn right that's a worry. 
It's fair. I don't want to beleaguer the quarterback point too long. But yes, if if we're doing a startup today and you take Christian McCaffrey in the first round and I take Dak Prescott, I feel like I'm going to have a highly producing asset in four years. And I don't think you can say the same. So that's, and this is in Superflex, mind you, but that's the importance of QB. But yeah, as that QB too, man, I'm going to look to build a bullpen. I'm going to look to build a bullpen of two to three guys. And uh, so what's your next resolution, Jer? I'm going to stay the course, Randy. I don't care how close I am to getting to a championship or not. What I'm not going to do anymore, because I did it in a few leagues where I got, unless a player is injured, I'm not going to sell them off to try and win a championship. Because I cost myself in the long run in at least one league, my main league that I've been trying to win, the first league I ever got in and the startup was just pitiful and I've been trying to just grind my way back since. And of course, several of my friends drafted just unbelievable teams. So it's been an uphill climb. But I started trading things off, trying to just get over the top. And it didn't work because I ran into Elvin Kamara. So there is luck to the game that we play. Don't screw yourself in the long run because something like that can happen to you also. Now, it works if if you happen to get the guy that goes for six touchdowns, which is just silly. Good for you, Alvin Kamara. But just stay the course. That's the best thing I can say. I, I know the allure of winning the championship is is something. And, and if you can guarantee that it happens, sure, but you really can't. I mean, you could have had a Patrick Mahomes, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, anybody, Christian McCaffrey, anybody, and you, you're not winning your championship necessarily, especially if you ran against some of those monsters that happened in Week 16. Now, granted, I don't know about you, but I don't remember a single season in near, you know, in in recent memory where three guys dropped 40 bombs championship week, which is just silly. But stay the course. This this is a long term game, sort of. You know, I see your point. Now, I made a move that would contradict this. Like I said, I moved one of my absolute... I did lots, but it backfired on me. One of my absolute favorite players in the world, a young guy and Terry McLaren, an upside tight end. You know, there's context. And remember, when you're hearing these stories and tales, context is king. You could make the best deal in the world and have it blow up in your face, or you can make the worst deal in the world and get away with it like a thief in the night because you just got lucky. So, so context is always key, but yeah, d- don't make any moves. I, I think this is where it's a, a very slippery slope for commissioners in dynasty leagues. If you have someone making uh, dangerous and sketchy long-term moves in your league, uh, then, then you've got to be one of those leagues that collect dues uh, the minute that that first-round pick is, is moved. Uh, I will credit John Bosch. I will credit John Bosch of the Dynasty Trade Calculator and many other podcasts. He's a great commissioner as well. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with shouting out good commissioners. And if you have one in your Dynasty League, send them a DM. Thank them for all they've done this year in getting you through the COVID season, um, allowing you to DM them alternate lineups or in case this guy doesn't go. Hey, we got through it as a dynasty and fantasy community, but that doesn't mean that you can't give a shout out. I'm going to do it here on my podcast to the great, you know, commissioners uh, of the world. Uh, but you can do it in, in your own just because your commissioner doesn't host a host, host a podcast. Doesn't mean you can't slide in his or hers DMS and say, Hey, I appreciate what you did in 2020. Your job wasn't easy. And uh, just a simple thank you could, could go a long way. But yeah, John is great. If you move your first round pick in one of his leagues, he's he's like that uh he's like that 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 gnat at a barbecue, that fly at the barbecue. He's not going away until he gets his. Hey, you traded a first, I need my money. Hey, you, you traded a first, I need my money. So if you're gonna have a league that allows moves like that because you don't have a trade deadline, you've got to have a dil- a diligent commissioner getting that money. And if if they're getting the money and um, that protects the league so that that way if that team gets abandoned and uh, you have to get a new owner in there, it's easy to pay it off. So so I get that. M- mine's also going to be stay the course but in a different way. So I am going to switch how I use Twitter and social media as a content creator myself. Last year, I fell in love with a young man from a, from a Pac-12 school, handsome lad, Went to the, the University of Oregon 
he was a mighty duck. And uh, I, I was all in, and, and I listened to that constantly. Nope, 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 Tua, Crimson Tide, Alabama. You know, and I was like, no. And here I am with my little theory. No, I, I don't trust the trust fund quarterbacks. You know, Tua had one of everything. He had Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle and, and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy and Najee Harris and all these great guys and the, one of the best coaches in college football. I'm not sure it's all going to translate to the NFL. I like this this Justin Herbert kid. And I listened to Twitter. And they were like, no, dum-dum. No, you you need to be on the Tua train. Remember, tank for Tua, tank for Tua, tank for Tua. And I'm just going to get back to trusting my process. And my process has always been very good to me. And with the information that I've relayed here, it's been very good for the most part for our listeners and our followers here at the Dynasty War Zone. And that's because I, I'm a big, big fan of collective IQ. You know, I like to take the opinion of guys like Nick Whalen and, and all the other um, people, you know, Matt Waldman and, and, and even people I don't agree with. So I'm going to use Twitter like this going forward. And maybe this helps you. Maybe it does not. I do not know. But instead of, I used to be this guy, but instead of getting pissed off when I read something that I didn't agree with about any player, I would swoop in like Superman and have to defend my mans. No, 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 no. Instead of doing that, instead of wasting the energy and time trying to uproot a stranger on the internet's opinion on a, on a football player in a game within a game, I'm just going to ask myself, why does this person have that opinion? You know, I'm going to ask him why. What do you see that I don't? Can I add that to my collective IQ? Maybe they open up the mouth and the truth comes out and I just, you know, file it under bullshit. Maybe their mouth opens up and I file it under, hey, that's a damn good point. And you know what? I, I, I've got, because it goes both ways. It's easy and fun to, to say, hey, you know, people on Twitter are full of bullshit. You know what? The guy with 40,000 followers, he's often the one full of bullshit. And the guy with 83 is the son of a bitch that's really smart and really sharp and really got some good takes. So for me, it's not going to matter who it is. When I see something that I don't like on Twitter, I'm going to take off my angry, ready-to-fight face. And I'm going to put on my listening ears, as I used to tell my little boy who's now a big boy. I'm going to put on my good listening ears. And I'm going to ask, why do you think that about that prospect? And what do you see? And if it makes sense, it's going into my collective IQ spreadsheet as I continue to crunch. If it's horseshit, it's going into the, the horseshit pile. That's how I'm going to handle Twitter as it relates to my dynasty rankings, my rookie rankings. And as I create my content, I'm not going to let that seep in to what I do, Jerry. So uh, I'm going to stay the course, but in a different way. What do you think? And do you have any other resolutions? It's funny because I did have one and it's virtually identical to that. Uh, mine was, I'm just going to trust that everybody is wrong until they prove to me that they are right. Because for the same exact reason that you have just talked about, I have fallen into that trap where I will either avoid red flags. I've done that. Hi, Hakeem Butler. How you doing? Uh, I've overdrafted people. Hi, Royce Freeman. How you doing, buddy? Every time, I'm just going to assume that people are wrong until they give me exquisite answers over and over again as to why they're not. Because here's the thing. This is a, we live in such a niche little corner of Twitter. And, and Reddit to an extent, but that's a cesspool that you don't really want to go into. Stick to Twitter. It's at least a little less toxic. And everybody regurgitates the same vomit over and over and over again. And it gets to you. At least it gets to me. And, and it has been detrimental to me numerous times. And I'm not going to do that. And I think Tua is a great example. Because Tua was Deshaun Watson. And, and listen, Tua did fine. He's was six and two as a starter, 10 touchdowns, which isn't great. Only had two interceptions. He's played okay. But he was a monumental prospect, which is why this year is not different. Everybody wants to tell you that this year everybody's going to hit. Because every time people talk, it's always everybody's going to hit. 
Trevor Lawrence is better than Andrew Luck. I'm just going to assume they're full of shit until I see it. I'm sorry. I've heard that he is the best prospect we have ever seen. Randy, I just, I'm not going to trust anything. I'm going to take him as the one-on-one quarterback. That's what he is in my eyes. I'm not going to get blinded by the golden flowing sunshine hair from Remember the Titans. That's not going to get me anymore. He's the number one quarterback prospect, which means he's going to be a very early draft pick. I will see where he lands. I will see what they do in their situation, and I will determine it from there. What I am not going to do is value the man at Andrew Luck. So if someone comes coming after my pick, then I'm going to treat him like Andrew Luck if I have him. But I'm not going to do stupid things for it anymore, Randy. Same thing with running backs. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We got week one. What did that man do? He 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 had, you know, he got stuck on the goal line six times in week one, but he had 20 points and he had no receptions. They gave him the ball 20 plus times running the ball. That was going to be his floor. Then we didn't see it. We've seen LaShawn McCoy and Westbrook and Kareem Hunt and who who else have we had in Andy Reid's offense? Shark Hendrick West and Spencer Ware and everybody. Has Sharknado. Produced. Yeah, and we got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I don't know, underwhelming? Well, I, I'm going to cut you off on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire real quick, okay? And then I'll let you get back. Was, to I'm, I, I, I'm not. I'm not hating on the man, but you know what I'm saying. This man. I do. In the first round of Kansas City, he was going to be the Messiah. Well, that's because people, you know, it, it, it's weird the way that we use the coaching, the coaching history, and the coaching narrative when it fits our narrative. You know, Andy Reid has been gold for the fantasy running back for years. That's true, but it's only half of the story if you go back to LaShawn McCoy's rookie year. Because this is the one one of the few good, and I didn't have many, but one of the few good articles that I wrote when I was still a member of the Dynasty Football Factory. I did the research. I spent the hours. I looked at the numbers. And I don't have the article in front of me because it's behind a paywall now. But I will tell you that Andy Reid has historically given a sub 50% snap share to his rookie running backs. The only one that had even more than, than a, a basic level of, of volume as a rookie was Brian Westbrook, who was forced upon him because of injury that year. So I am looking at all those Jerry's of the world, all those dissatisfied Clyde Edwards, Ilaire owners of the world. It's not over yet, guys. It's not over yet. This is a team that will not have cap room to make moves, especially at the running back position. Andy Reid, because of and, and Brett Veach, the GM, they need CEH to work out in Kansas City because they're not going to be able to invest the draft capital or the financial resources into that position because of what they will soon be paying. Patrick Mahomes when his extension kicks in. So um, I, I hear what you're saying. I just want to make sure that um, we don't bury old CEH here on the, no, on the no, Dynasty no, no. War Zone. Listen, 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 listen. I just don't want people to understand that when you are going to take one of these guys, if they do not produce immediately, like I'm ranting about, the narrative, the value, everything drops. So if you are reactionary, for the love of all that is good, you need to chill your jets a little bit. Listen, Randy, I am the king, the king of buying the running backs that everybody hates. James Conner, how you doing, buddy? David Montgomery, how you doing, buddy? Derrick Henry, when he was dead and broken and people didn't want him. I like these guys. Those are the guys that I like. How'd David Montgomery do? He was, what, RB6 or something this year? I'm just saying, when the value starts to tank, that's when I come a-crawling. But I'm also a glutton for punishment. Sometimes you do that and you end up taking Leonard Fournette in the third round and then he gets cut and then he gets to be a backup in the Buccaneers. But, you know, that's another rabbit hole and another rant that we're not going to go into. Thanks a lot. And, and I am going into it, damn it. I had to pay one of our Patreons $20 because I said he was going to be an RB1 before he got cut. That backfired. Cost me a... Andrew Jackson, thanks a lot, Fournette. But anyway, I'm still not trusting anybody. I don't care about what running back rant we go on, Randy. I'm not trusting people until they can prove it. I need evidence, 
and I need good evidence and I need good evidence repeated is what I need for you to convince me something that my eyes are not telling me. Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go into one, um, that I, I think gets all of us at, at times. And that is, as I'm not going to get Uber. So I, I think we invest too much of our time in areas where we don't need to, you know, I, I think that we, we overanalyze our first round rookie picks. You know, you're not, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe you could have taken Jerry Judy instead of Justin Jefferson or, you know, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's going to happen every once in a while. But I think what, what, if anything that we've learned this year from, we'll call it the James Robinson story, is that you should really put a little bit more time into those, you know, if there's ever time to maximize your clock in a rookie draft, whether it's four hours, six hours, eight hours, if there's ever really time to maximize your full clock in a rookie draft, it's in those backgrounds. You know, the odds of hitting get worse the further you get away from the 101. So why not set a timer? Hey, eight hours. Hey, 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 gang. Hey, league. I'm going to take some time on this pick. So what I'm going to do is uh, I will take offers of trade for this pick between now and then, and then I will make sure to get my pick. The clock will not run out. I then will set an alarm on my phone, and I will, when I can, throughout the hours that I have, I will do my research. Maybe I'll DM a friend. You could, you know, by we get late in rookie season, you can DM me at DWZ Memphis. You can DM Jerry at Jerry Send DWZ. Maybe we have someone we're, we're eyeballing. But I know a lot of us took a whole lot of uh, Darrington Evans, uh, a whole lot of uh, man. There's, uh, Anthony McFarlane comes to mind, and, and maybe those guys pan out. I doubt it because Derrick Henry's got like another two years left on that contract. And if there's anyone to find physics, logic, and uh, the way the human body works, it's Mister uh, Mister Derrick Henry. But m- maybe maybe Anthony McFarlane winds up being a thing. In Pittsburgh, I don't have a huge uh, database of information on how Mike Tomlin uses rookie running back, so I really don't know. But I, I'm not gonna let um, things slip through my fingers. I know the 2020 offseason combine rookie draft time was a bit of an anomaly due to COVID, and I get that. I just want to make sure that one of my New Year's resolutions, and maybe it can be one of yours, is I'm gonna do a little bit better of a job because I can tell you top of my head, I wasted many a third, fourth, and fifth round pick last year because there were more clues if you took the time to find them than just going with the obvious name. Well, I know of so-and-so, so so I'm going to take them, and this year I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to reach out to those great Debbie Mines, the Shane Hallams, the Kane Facells of the world, the Travis Mays, and I'm going to be like, hey, throw me a nugget. What do you know about blank? And see if they'll help me out. And you know, by the point that I get done with my rookie drafts and I, I have all my uh, all my ducks in a row, I can help you. So, uh, Jerry, that's one that I'm definitely going to lean into in 2021 going forward. What about you? You got anything else to get off your uh, your uh, your chest there? Uh, a little bit. I'm just going to take whoever I want, Randy. And I, and I don't I don't care how early it is. Because, listen, there, there were guys that I, I didn't hit on and I don't have on my team. Antonio Gibson is one of them. I know Matt's watching this video. Matt has been riding me on that one. Uh, he was right. It, Antonio Gibson's a good running back. But those other guys that I – people miss the opportunity. You, you hear the narratives. You hear the echo chambers. So you feel like, okay, these six guys are, are the pool of players that I need to pick from here in – at 204, wherever you're picking. And, and, and that's wrong. And, and to your point, I like your idea of taking the time on the longer picks because that's when everybody else is not doing that. Everyone's going, it's a third round pick. Will you just, you know, get it and let's go so we can start trading and all that. Uh, I think that's a good point to actually take your time because of the Antonio Gibsons and the James Robinsons and the Chase Claypools of the world. There was another steal that was in the late round. And if and if one of those guys goes in the second round, and your and your league mates are chirping to you that you reached on a guy and all that, yeah. But Chase Claypool is probably a better asset than Jalen Rieger is at this time. Would you disagree with me? 
Uh, it, it, is, it just, is it just because he was a first round pick that everybody it, talked about that you that you were trepidatious? No, it, it, it's not that. It's it's they both to me are about equal. To be quite honest, right now, I see how you know Chase Claypool got hot and then died off. Uh, yeah. I see. I see a path. The quarterback situation is different too. Yeah. So for for me, they're about equal now. Where was Chase Claypool drafted? If I remember, it was in the second round. Yeah, probably like late second. Would have yeah. Been right. th- so so the the disparity. I mean, and here's the thing. This is one thing that uh, this is a bonus New Year's resolution. Re- resolution draft capital means nothing. I mean, it means a little bit. It means the guys in the first and second rounds, especially quarterbacks, are going to get a longer leash. But, man, as we see guys like Todd Gurley get cut and teams absorb huge dead cap money, as we see guys – and it's an extreme example with Todd Gurley and this next guy, Dwayne Haskins, you know, where teams are cutting him and, and, and Josh Rosen got signed off of a practice squad. These teams, it, it, more than ever, the NFL stands for not for long. And I will tell you right now, if you are building – or operating your dynasty roster around mediocrity, you are heading for a world of hurt. Give me great and give me upside. Give me great, give me Aaron Rodgers, and give me upside, you know, Justin Herbert. Give me great and uh, Devontae Adams, and give me upside in Justin Jefferson. And I know I mentioned a couple of rookies in there, but being in the middle, being mediocre, there's no faster way to get squished in, in a dynasty league than investing heavily. And you're going to see people do it. You're going to see people overextend for players in the middle. And that is no way to build. If you can't really see the upside of a player, you know, very quickly, it's time, it's time to move on. So mediocrity uh, is not the recipe for success. Jerry, you got any other before I uh, take one last one? Nah, take take your shot. All right. Uh, the, the last one I'm going to do is I'm going to do a better job of responding to trades. Um, I, I've never missed one that I know of, uh, and but I'm going to try to consolidate formats. You know, I, I had some flea flicker. I, I had some – it's going to be mostly MFL and sleeper. Sleep, I, I, I don't get the – the, the spinning dragons and the dancing ballerinas and the tanks that shoot smoke. And I really don't get that. It, it feels, it feels like dynasty for five-year-olds. And if you like sleeper, I don't apologize because that's, that's not a, that's not a me issue. Sl- sleeper feels like the dynasty league. My son and his 13 year old friends would play on. It's like Pokemon go, uh, but you know what? It's free. It's got some nice functionality to it. So they they uh, they improved my biggest bitch, which was the trade feature. Um, they've made it a lot better. It's still clunky. Uh, I wish they had like a uh, and maybe they do, and I need to do a better job of finding it because the MFL app is also the drizzling shits. It's terrible. But if if I can get the uh, like like the like the the Safari to open on my iPhone for Sleeper, and I can kind of navigate it on my phone via their website as opposed to the app. Maybe I would like that better. But I'm, I'm going to do a better job of responding to trades and, and doing it quickly, and I'm going to proactively do it. Um, this year, as we were growing the Dynasty Warzone, you know, we, we brought on so many shows, and we did it a little fast, maybe a little too fast, but you're, you're never ready for the next step until you take it. Sometimes you just got to take that first step. And so there was a lot going on here at the DWZ. I you know, had a lot going on at work, but that's not an excuse. I chose to be in this many leagues, and if I'm going to choose to be in this many leagues, I need to choose to be an active participant, and I need to choose to be a, uh, uh, a, better, a better that. So that's the one thing that I'm going to do better. Uh, I'm not going to really quit any leagues. Uh, I'm going to hold fast. So if, uh, if, if you want to get me in a league, it's probably going to come one of two ways. It's going to come as like, uh, I would love to do a Dynasty Warzone versus. Now that we've brought on Matty Big Chess, now that we've brought on Dr. Kyle, 
Um, the cat's kind of already out of the bag. We're going to have uh, Kyle August from the FF SmackDown doing some redraft content with us in 2021. Now that we've almost got like a six-man crew, I would love to go you know, head up against another, like a DTC. I know the Dynasty Trade Calculator and the Dynasty Nerds do like a heads-up battle where six of theirs versus six of ours. And, you know, I would love to do something like that. But yeah, I'm just going to be a better player. I think I'm a pretty good GM to our patrons. I appreciate all the shout-outs from the gang. But I'm going to be a much better, uh, just a better participant. I choose to be in these leagues. I didn't get drafted into all the leagues. I didn't wake up one day and someone's like, oh, hey, Memphis, by the way, you're in a uh, you're in a dynasty startup today, pal. And I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not. I, I should be. It should It shouldn't be, oh, hey, I'm in this dynasty league. It should be, hey, I'm in this dynasty league, guys. I'm in this league. I'm fired up. Because why are you playing year-round fantasy football if you're not fired up for fantasy football year-round? And that's the bottom line. So that's what I'm going to say about that. That's my last uh, my last New Year's resolution. Jerry, anything to add to that? I hate your hatred of sleeper. Listen, I don't like the weird gimmicky stuff either. I, I Honestly, I don't even notice it for the most part. I like their drafts. I think their drafts are the best drafts that there are. It's easy to look at. It's easy to trade with people. You can see who has everything. Don't you come at me with your Diet Pepsi judging me, sir. No, I like Sleeper. And MFL was a pain in the ass for me to learn it initially, and I've never really gotten over that. But if you get someone like Matty Big Chest, if you wanted to at him on Twitter, he does a magnificent job making MFL usable and aesthetically pleasing for the most part because usually they look like websites from 1997 which is probably why i also don't love them either but anyway i agree with your take uh flea flicker can piss off i have one league on fan tracks which is not my favorite website but it's the longest that might even be the worst i mean here's the thing sleepers at least a solid number two it's it's at least it's it's not number two you know what i'm saying but it's a solid number two behind MFL. Yeah, Flea, I forgot about fan tracks. Talk about the shits. My yeah, goodness. I, I am not a fan either. It's like it's like when you finish drafting on fan tracks, you should be able to go right to the Oregon Trail and get dysentery and die. <laughs> that, that's what happens next. <laughs> not, but yeah. Not even the new one. Like the one we played as kids that was yeah, like exa- a, a exactly. white not the fun like a black background. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that was like like uh, I don't even know the technology, it's that old. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I like MFL, and I, I do like what Maddie does. I, I I love giving Maddie shout outs. I love giving Dr. Kyle shout outs and the guys on the team because they they do good stuff. And his I know his rates are reasonable. I know that uh, Mark in Michigan also does some really nice MFL work. But I know Mark gets backed up, and this is not to to put down Mark because I am in leagues that Mark have done, and they are the bomb. But Maddie is is right on that level, guys. And when Mark in Michigan gets backed up and he can't get to you right away, man, get at Maddie Big Chest because the one I, I will say one thing about MFL: if you come at me with that blue, red, white, and blue basic bitch, nineteen ninety seven AOL dial up bullshit. You know, some somewhere in the truth, somewhere in the middle, of the truth lies somewhere between um, super tweaked out whatever on sleeper and your basic entry level MFLs where the truth lies. Give me a nice Mark in Michigan, Matty Big Chess customized MFL league. Uh Tyler Gunther, another commissioner shout out. We'll do this as the the mini commissioner shout out pod. Uh tip of the cap to Tyler. Uh he runs the UDPL great graphics, Mark Mark in Michigan. Uh G of the Aussie guys did our Rockolution. Yeah. Um if, if you can get a nice tricked out MFL league. That's where it's at for me. Uh, I, I like everything about MFL. Um, Sleeper, I know you listen, man. Get rid of the uh, the Pokemon Go wannabe section and just let me put like a nice team helmet. Like my favorite team. I'm a Colts fan. Just let me put like a nice Colts helmet or allow me to customize it like camouflage, like a Dynasty Warzone, you know, custom helmet or something. But take the dancing ballerinas, the smoking tanks, and all the other dumb shit. And, and get off my lawn. I'm like Clint Eastwood in the uh, the movie where he's got the shotgun. Get off my lawn type type of uh, mentality. But, Jerry, man, it's been a great 2020. Uh, we continue to grow. We continue to do some 
some new things. I like to think we're doing some innovative things. I'm I'm really excited for the the team that we've put together. Again, we've given a lot of love to Maddie. We're going to give a lot of love to Dr. Kyle. Those guys with the injury show, the flex cast, all of the stuff. I mean, we're in the off season. We're gonna we're gonna chill a little bit here in week 17. Have some fun. Uh, enjoy the games. Try to keep winning on the prop cast. Hashtag nine straight week winning weeks in a row for your boy here on the on the people's prop cast. That's right. Uh, Twenty and seven in my last twenty seven people's prop cast bets. But we're going to continue to do that, man. The gambling sports gambling industry is growing, so we want to make sure we have that. Obviously, redraft is king. We're bringing that. Uh, and if you're a hardcore DFS player, and when I say hardcore. I will be asking for a resume, but we're looking for a DFS host that really has true DFS chops. If that's you, man, DM me at DWZ Memphis. I'd love to chat, Uh, but I'm going to need to see some some credentials uh, because we want to bring solid DFS content here to the DWZ Football Network. I mean, me and Maddie try. We do okay. I have officially dubbed myself Mr. Mincash. That's right. If you're looking to make anywhere between 5 and $10, but that's cash in DFS, I am your guy. But we would love to get someone, man, woman, whatever, uh, that really brings a strong DFS presence to the DWZ. But man, Jerry, thank you for being an amazing co-host. Thank you for... Uh, all that you do for the network and the team and, and the group chat. So uh, happy new year to you, my friend. Yeah. And to you, man, listen, thank you for, you know, spewing forth this beauty out of your own bosom to put it as awkwardly as possible. This was, we were someone else's project and Randy took it and he, he popped the ball out and he scooped it up and he's been running with it and he's dragging me, which is really nice of him. He's just, he's holding me by the shoulder while he's sprinting to the end zone. And, and now he's got everybody else joining on the team. It's listen, 2020 was a shit year for a lot of things. And for a lot of reasons. And for a lot of people, we did a lot of good stuff. We, this, this has grown and this has been wonderful. And I've met so many just kick-ass people that do a lot of kick-ass stuff. And I like interacting with them. And it's it's just fun. And just I, I, I like sitting here talking with you because we talk about things that a lot of other people don't talk about. We're not talking about who your top three running backs are, and we're not talking about, you know, you, you know, whatever, whatever else it is. We're talking about our mistakes essentially, which is what this whole show was. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You need to learn from them. You need to stop. You need to look and you not need to dwell on the fact that you had Alvin Kamara get you six touchdowns or that you had Alvin Kamara shit on you for six touchdowns and that's why you lost. You need to look at the things that caused you to be in the situation. What was successful? What was not successful? How do you exploit each of those situations? That's what this entire show was about. How, how to back up and look at it from a distance and see that everything, everything, is fixable and you just need to take the time to do it and that's what this show is about and that's the kind of stuff that's why you're a bad motherfucker because you come up with these every time and and we get to we get to strive everybody forward and and most importantly you make me better which is all i really care about in the end and that's like the hardest job that i have is making you better but (laughs) one thing if you stuck around this long um, be on the lookout for some new additions of the Dynasty Happy Hour contractor. That's only found on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast feed. Uh, I may do a hybrid to where I do the YouTube version here on the Dynasty Warzone's YouTube channel and the podcast version over with uh, Tyler and the boys over at the Dynasty Happy Hour. But I've had at least three that I this this is top of my head. I was not planning on talking about this. But at least three guys. I've had I've had Michael. I've had Ryan. Ah, damn it! I, I had another one. Um, Zach, maybe. I'm sorry, guys. This was like I said. This was totally uh, off the cuff. Reach out He's to me. Old too. Hey, hey, fuck off. Hey, but but <laughs> I, I am I am gonna have these guys on because they're so proud, and it makes me proud. It makes me proud that that one on one time with total strangers helped them win dynasty championships when they they thought they were a move away. Or they they were they were in rebuild mode, and some of the stuff that we covered 
help them win the ship. That's what it's all about, man. When, when we sign off and we say we're here to make the world a better place for Dynasty Fantasy Football, we mean it. So I'm going to leave you with this. Happy New Year on behalf of me, Jerry, and the entire DWZ crew. I will be flying solo, I just found out, on the Big Bet podcast this week. And I will get that out to you as soon as possible. But guys and ladies and everyone in between, thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for being part of the DWZ fam. And on behalf of that man, he is Jerry Sinclair. Find him at D excuse me, at Jerry Sin DWZ. I'm at DWZ Memphis. Guys, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Stick with us. We got lots of stuff coming in 2021. Talk to you soon. Hey, what's going on, Patreons? Man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs. We're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis. Typically, I just do it directly to the stem personally instead of a DM. But, man, I've grown in, what, five weeks of doing the sports betting. And the big bets helped. I'm able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have, but listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, I'm starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting, um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went 5-2 and two on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything.